I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's that? Warrior fans, there's going to be a time when Curry doesn't make the postseason. Well, gosh, if you had said that, we'd have full lines of people <laughs> saying you're a hater. Why are you uh, hating, Steinmetz? You know what the uh, guru and I got into a little... Little debate yesterday Your on Jinx Steinmetz on how long Curry's going to play, and um, you know a lot of I, a lot of people think Curry's going to who's going to age well, who's not going to age well. Uh, d- uh, Guru's got Guru's got uh, Curry averaging twenty three a game at thirty six, and we looked at you know what we did look at Steve Nash's numbers at thirty six. He led the league in assists. Yeah, still pretty good. He led the league in assists at 11 a game, and he averaged 50, about 15 a game at 36. So, you know, to, to think Curry can – think about that. To think Curry can average 23 if he does, I don't think – I mean, that's pretty – that's a lot of points at that age. Uh, but we'll, we'll find out. Hopefully the longer the better, J.D. 888-957-9570. That's where Joe in Pinole checks in. Joe, you're up on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Joe. Joe going once. Ah, Joe's not with us. Let's move to David. David in San Jose. Hey, David. Hey, guys. Uh, good morning. Um, hey, uh, I think one individual that's escaping uh, the scrutiny this year, and we just celebrated his fifth consecutive year of 50 wins. I know this criticism uh, probably seems... Uh, uh, unique, but I think Steve Kerr is having his worst year um, of the of the run here at the Warriors. Um, you know, it's easy, low hanging fruit, but the decision to rest Steph Curry last week I thought was an awful one. Um, the, that Saturday night, the uh, I know they cited the back to back, but I think the Warriors were coming off a stretch where they had had three to four days between every game, and uh, so he had plenty of rest and. To give the guy the night off and then see him traipsing around the country for his wife's restaurant openings, that wasn't a good look. Um, and then his handling of the bench, particularly. It seems like he's looking for the hot hand every night, and if you give it to him, you'll get one more game. And then if you don't give it to him two games in a row, you're on the bench again. Uh, I think uh, you look at Jurepko, he had that 20-point game against Minnesota. He got minutes the next game, didn't do as well, and now he's on the bench again. Quinn Cook's gotten that treatment. Jordan Bell's gotten that treatment. McKinney's gotten that treatment. And then, uh, you know, you could argue last Sunday night against the Pistons, the best player on the, one of the best players on the floor was Andrew Bogut. And I think he's played three minutes since. So I don't get the bench rotations, and I think uh, clearly that's where Kerr is struggling this year. So those are my thoughts. Interested what you guys think. Thanks, David. I think that... Uh... I think that some of these problems are less have have less to do with Steve Kerr than the fact that it's the fifth year of Steve Kerr, and you know Larry Bird always said the famous "I'm going to coach three years" because I know after three years the players start to tune you out a little bit. I think that's part of 
what's going on too. He's just probably not reaching players uh, to the degree he's reached them in the past. I also think, you know, the Warriors, the Warriors bench isn't very good, and a coach can't coach him to be good if they're not good. Uh, and I think their bench is pretty poor for the most part. Having said that, I do think there is something to the fact that, you know, look, Jordan Bell's inconsistent. He's been inconsistent. So do you try to play him consistently or do you play him as much as he deserves because one game's good, one game's not bad, so then you, you sit him for a while. I, I just don't think the bench is very good myself. You mentioned we're out here at Friedman's Appliance. 2304 Monument Boulevard in Pleasant Hill. Dan Dibley out here for the next yeah. few hours as well, and he joins us. Gentlemen, gentlemen, what is going on? Steiny, my homie, JD, yeah. my first ever radio partner at Sports Radio 957. I believe it was... Uh, Come up on the eight-year anniversary of that yes, year. But you were a three... There, was another, there were three of you, I yeah, thought. Yeah, there was. No, there was just two. Actually, more like three and a half, but we don't need to uh, mention the other one and a half portions of that. Good to see you guys out here at Freeman's, huh? How about this, huh? Is this, this is amazing. I was telling J.D. This is amazing. Dude, J.D., I asked him about his barbecue yeah, game. Yeah, he I know my way He's like, oh, yeah, I'm great barbecue. I like those. Some of those barbecue, too much barbecue for J.D. I, I'm not ready to make that assessment. I will say this. You must have that good, good, Steiny. If you think that there are snakes running around the patio, <laughs> I, I did catch a little bit of your, of your snake phobia with the great engineer, Tim Jordan, daring to move a cord. And you running for the streets thinking there was a gardener snake loose. <laughs> J.D., your thoughts on snakes? I believe it's garter snake, I apologize for that. I'm out on But snakes. I digest. This is not snakes on a plane, nor is it snakes on a patio. But it's great to be out here, fellas. You, snakes? I'm out. I'm out. I might talk about snakes. I'm out. Uh, let's talk about referees and the Golden State Warriors. I, I just want to be the first to say... On behalf of all officials, congratulations to the three men who worked the game last night. It takes guts, J.D., to make the correct call at a difficult moment. You see the final play. Carl Anthony Towns, it's a little switch. He's rolling to the hoop. Kevin Durant is contacting him, holding him, clutching him the entirety of his trip to the rim. So to have that sort of off-the-ball courage to crack the whistle in that moment, I got to applaud the three-man crew. Well, and we were talking about it too under the context of replay. If you go to replay, much the way the NFL now will be able to go to replay on a pass interference call. If 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 you had that in the NBA and you went to replay and you said, "Was it a foul? Was it not a foul?" The, the call on the floor would would have to stand. Yeah, in that and instance. if it was football, it would probably be a five-yard illegal use of hands as opposed to a ten-yard or spot a foul pass interference, a true pi. That's one of my biggest beefs, though, with instant replay, if, if I may quickly digest. It's the idea that officials can no longer use the nudge or the hedge theory where if a guy has been getting bumped repeatedly late in the game, maybe you call it finally for the fifth time. Or if the ball gets knocked out of bounds, but the player might have committed a foul, but you weren't sure, you used to be able to just to give that team the ball. Nowadays, you have to call a foul because the out-of-bounds could be reversed. So instant replay, be careful what you wish for. I thought last night... What about the four-point play? I thought the four-point play was a good call as well. Really? On the floor. On the floor. 
and you, you go up, and it's the whole idea of continuation. For me, in this new era of instant replay and in review in the NBA, you need to get rid of continuation altogether. And what that would do is it would take out the scourge of the rip-through play. Because now, the rip-through is just a foul on the floor every single time. Right. Right. Or that cockamamie, oh, I'm in a shooting motion, even though I'm at 33 feet and I'm fading out of bounds. Those are no longer even debatable. Eliminate continuation. And by the way, bring back the one-and-one while we're No doubt. No, there you go. And I've heard you say this time and time again. Make the free throw matter again. I don't know if you can make a hat out of that or not. I think you might. The acronym's not MAFTA? Yeah. AFTA. AFTRA. (laughs) NAFTA. They're already covered. Dan Dibley joining us. Warriors this week with John Dickinson and Matt Steinmetz out here at Friedman's Appliance. Dibs, you're going to be out here until 1 o'clock. And I I hear a rumor that Joe Fortenbaugh's joining you as well. Yes, he is. The Natalie attired Joe Both Fortenbaugh. of you guys. Well, I mean, I got I got, a t- I got an inappropriate t-shirt underneath my yeah, uh, you to cover lost up. and found. I'm going to cover that up. But I'm going to cover that up today. I'm by far the most underdressed. A uh, quietly uh, sales supervisor who will remain nameless. <laughs> He's rocking the white legs as well. Oh, so. really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a wide uh, variety. Come on out. Friedman's Appliance here in Pleasant Hill. Gorgeous day. They've got all kinds of food being cooked up. We like to hit breaks here, by the way. <laughs> Stop by. Oh, say yeah. hi. I'm out. It's a weekend. I'm out. The rules are different. <laughs> Dibs. 888-9570. They're not different. <laughs> we'll be back. Now back to Warriors This Week, live from Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill on 95.7 The Game. Matt Steinmetz, 888-957-9570. And Joe Fortenbaugh's out here, along with Dan Dibley. And we're out here until 1 o'clock. The red tag sale going on all weekend out here. 2304 Monument Boulevard in Pleasant Hill in the Crossroads Center. The barbecues are out. The food is out. Should be a good time for the next couple of hours. I just walked inside and walked around, and the place is amazing. It really is. And I'll tell you what's incredible. When you walk into the store, there's just a plethora of red shirts. And those are those are people that work uh, here at Friedman's. They're all over. They help you left and right. It's not like you're walking around. Uh, where's somebody to help me? You get help. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at compact washer dryers, uh, you know, for uh, for a guy who's maybe got a studio or something, you know. You gotta, yeah, oh, you don't want to go down to the basement to do it. They got a they got a built-in coffee maker that looks really cool. Uh, I saw a refrigerator JD that probably was six six and a half feet high. It was huge, immense. Uh, your boy's got a newfound respect for appliances. I'll tell you that right now. And, and they're open until 7 o'clock tonight, 10 a.m. until 7. We've been out here since 9, and they're open 10 a.m. till 5 tomorrow. Again, the big red tag clearance sale going on. Three days only. This is their once-a-year big-time event. Yeah, and they have, uh, in addition to the Freedmans, there's vendors out here with yeah. food. Live so cooking demonstrations. Yes, live cooking. There's steaks. There's drinks. Uh, there's balloons. There's 
We got some 95-7 the game. Swag. Yeah, get on down here. Fun time. Fun time. 888-957-9570. Tim Bontemps of ESPN is going to join us in about 10, 11 minutes as he does each and every week. And people are rolling in and saying hi to Steiny. They're getting pictures with him, autographs. And, and no, 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 no Man of the people. No autographs. Well, for a fee. <laughs> and it's got to be a flat. You'll pay them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, if, you want, if you want the value of something to go down, I will sign it. You want to get some calls? Let's get sure, some calls. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Gene in Oakland. Hey, Gene. Gene, you're on 95.7 The Game. Thanks for calling in. Hey, fellas. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. So, uh, I don't know. Once again, I have a whole lot of things I'd like to cover, but I know I'm limited. So, I'd like to follow up on what a previous caller said, a woman whose name escapes me right now. Basically getting to the issue of... Um, motivation and let's say responsibility right. to the to the um, to the paying customer um, and this is something I'm struggling with because you know my tickets which are pretty good uh, but you know not top of the line but they run around 125 and 150 apiece and more right be double next year and you know I just don't know first of all we don't know what kind of team we're gonna have but then also you know who's gonna show up are they gonna you know, is load management going to kick in? Is there going to be lack of motivation, appropriate fear, whatever? So, you know, if I hope Kirk pulled these guys aside and said, you know what, at very least, you have a responsibility to the fans to go out and, and play your best. And, you know, no more brain farts like the third quarter yesterday. Let's, let's make an effort, you know, for them because they've earned it and they're paying for it. That's all I got. Thanks, Gene. Thanks, Gene. Appreciate it. Yeah, the third quarter was pretty bad. I'm always torn. I really am. Uh, you know, sometimes you're going to go out to the arena and the team's not going to play well. They're just not. And that's that's a that's a chance and, you, you know, take. And that's where it's different between, you know, if you're going to a performance. Right. You're going to a show. You're going to a movie. You know, you're not – and even with a movie, it's you're not guaranteed that you're going to get the outcome you want. Well – and, it, you know, if you go to a Broadway show, sometimes you go there and you might get a couple understudies, for example. That's that's Broadway's version of load management. And, uh, you know, I hear, what, I hear what you say. But it, it, I always I always wonder. Like, if you go to a game, you might your, your team might get crushed. Right. And now one of your favorite players might not play. But I guess as a fan, you're supposed to be okay with it because it's for the long-term Good of the team. Now, many you know how many Sacramento Kings games I went to as a kid where they got crushed. <laughs> oh, probably probably less than I went to as a Warriors reporter, <laughs> watching them get crushed. I mean, just I mean, gosh. Well, I mean, you know, it, it is. It's it's interesting because the Warriors have an incredible assembly of talent, but they're not going to go eighty-two and zero. I I don't really have a. a Huge statement here because I, I see both sides. There's, I mean, tickets are expensive, and, and sometimes these guys don't have it going. I, I remember being so excited. It was maybe one of the maybe the second or the third NBA game I ever went to, and Sacramento was playing the Knicks. What year? So I think it was when Patino was actually coaching the Knicks. So, so that was late 80s? Yeah, 89, 90. So that, there. so that would have been uh, Kenny ba- uh, Bannister. And I remember being so excited. Dad got tickets. And we would go from time to time, but I'd only gone to maybe two games at that point ever. Arco? 
Arco. Okay. And I'm excited, and it, oh, it's great, and I'm 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 into it, right? I'm like eight, nine years old, and I'll never forget. I mean, just from the jump, the Knicks just just. Just destroy. They lost by thirty-five, right? And they were never in the game. It was awful. I just I remember thinking, "Gosh, this it's no good." Like I, <laughs> like, like 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 there's games like this because I remember going to a game before that was a close game, but they lost. I mean, right. it, you know, to Milwaukee. But but it was you know it's you don't. And I remember my dad saying, "Well, you know, sometimes sometimes it's just not going to play well." Well, that's and I mean honestly, that's why when you go to a game now. There's never a moment in the arena when nothing is happening. If you don't go to games, when there's a timeout, there's a contest on the floor, and there's music playing, and there's visuals on the big screen, and there's a contest, and then here comes uh, the mascot, and then, oh, here we got another raffle coming up. So part of the reason all that is done is because... You, you need more in case you have a 19 and 63 team. You know, it's got to be fun. I mean, the Warriors, it's a, it's a great time out. The, the slogan wasn't, it's, it's, we're going to win tonight. Or we'll, we put wins under our belt. The, the slogan is come out to a Warriors game. We might not win, but we're going to try, but you're going to have fun. So that's, you know, that's another thing that's going on. Uh, in terms of you know what do you want to what do you want to do if you're not a winning team? Well, you want to try to be entertaining, I would think. And believe me, there's still a lot of teams out in the league that aren't even close to as entertaining as the Warriors. Let's get to Nick. Nick is up next here on Warriors this week. Nick, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Good, Nick. How are you? Anyway, pretty good. But uh, I want to talk about Kevin Durant. Um, I know he's an awesome player. But I just don't think he fits well with the Warriors. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, he's kind of turned off by his sour disposition, his pettiness, and uh, I'd like to see us let him go and get a, a good, powerful power forward. But uh, uh, what do you? Th- I just wonder what you thought of somebody like. Uh, oh shoot! I'm. I just I just lost him. Uh, he's not with Toronto. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, what do you thought about think about something like a replacement? And I think the Warriors well, have much better chemistry all around. Well, thanks for the call. Thanks. Appreciate it. I mean, uh, you're not pl- going to be able to go get him. No, you're not going to be able to get a player as good as Durant. I'm I'm a little surprised uh, hearing that. To tell you the truth, JD, you know Durant's a little bit different. There's no doubt yeah. about it, but. You know, he, he leaves. I don't think the Warriors are as good. He's a top three, four, two, one player in the league. I mean, that conversation was resurfaced this week as right. well about, you know, right. where is Durant in the pantheon of best right. players in the game? And you could make a case that he's number one in the game right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Giannis and, and but, Harden, MVPs. I mean, you, look, you don't you don't just go, you know what, Durant can be a little sour from time to time. I don't want Kevin Durant on my team. Right. Are you freaking kidding me? This Warriors team doesn't win the last two championships without Kevin Durant being a finals MVP. And I know there's Warriors fans out there that think that's crazy and that the Warriors would have won the same as, as they have if Durant wasn't around. But I'm here to tell you it ain't true. Well, I, I I believe 
And your yeah, path I'm, to winning a title is a lot harder without Kevin Durant. Oh. You think the regular season is a grind now? How big of a grind is it without Durant effortlessly putting in 25 on a lot of nights? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I, I agree with you there, and I realize there's some people that don't agree with us, but in that particular thing, uh, you know, I do, I do agree with you. And again, you know, this is a sensitive topic. There's, there is a feeling among some Warrior fans that Durant's not an original. I mean, let's. He's, and you know what? I, my, I, you know I, what I say to I, that? I, so what? I agree. I, I'm, so I'm, what? I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Like the elevation of the Warriors to another level came uh, because Durant left. Oklahoma City and went to the Warriors. Like, that was another level of their dominance, not as a basketball team, but as a franchise. Because, and we talked about this before it happened, Joe Lacob wanted to build this culture, right? He wanted to build this culture with players that he drafted, you know, players that the Warriors drafted, that he drafted under his tenure. Uh, You know, Curry was already here, but you got Thompson, you got Draymond Green. You, You build it through the draft. You create this culture, and he wanted to win with that group, and then he wanted to become a franchise that would covet and steal your stars because the culture and everything was so good that these guys were going to want to come to Golden State and play for the Warriors. So when Durant, the biggest star out there at that point in time that was available, when Durant says, I'm leaving and coming to you after you beat me, that is an ultimate next level. You know, that is the birth of Joey Light Years, if you're somebody that likes to subscribe to that nickname. I hear you, but I'll say this, and I'm I'm mostly playing devil's advocate because I do I do agree with you, but the Golden State Warriors won seventy three games without Kevin Durant. And there are many, many Warrior fans who believe the only reason they didn't win it was because of the Draymond suspension. So you could take issue with you saying, what are you talking about took them to the next level? They were coming off a 73-win team. They only won 60-whatever-it-was the next year. I can't even remember. So, so 67. So he didn't take us to a new level. In fact, when he... If, if he wants to go to New York, go to New York because we'll put the old band back together and, and you, we'll and win it without what? him. And guess what? You probably won't. Well. Guess what? We're taking the field at that point in time over the Warriors, which is something that I haven't said in five years. I mean, I, I agree with you, but wouldn't that be more satisfying almost if you're a Warrior fan? I mean, think about that. You win a title with Durant, then you... Oh, I'm sorry, you win a title without Durant, you win some titles with Durant, then Durant leaves and you win another title. I mean, that would be, uh, you know, that that would almost take a little away from Durant's legacy uh, and put it back in the in the hands of, you know, Curry, Draymond, and, and Clay. I mean, we're really getting into some nitpicking of greatness right now. Chris in Berkeley joins the conversation at 888-957-9570. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Good. Love your show, guys. I listen every day while I'm driving my truck. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Hey, I got a couple things to say. I I disagree with you guys fighting about the officiating last night because we had a 19-point lead in the second half 
It should never right. even have been about the officiating, and uh, we should look at that, losing that lead instead of the, the few calls at the end. I, I, you know, we should have won that thing by 20 points last night, and uh, we did not do that. And then the other thing is these fans who are not happy with a, a Warriors uh, championship this year, I think they totally have forgotten about those 19-win seasons that we had for so many years. <laughs> And they better start appreciating what a great product we got out there right now. Hey, how, lo- how long have you, you been a fan? Think? How long have you been a fan, Chris? Man, I am 58. I am, I'm a big fan of the 74-75 team with Rick Berry, one of my favorites. And I also say Al Addo's greatest warrior ever by far. Best coach, player, and everything to me. So I'm an old school Warriors fan, and uh, I just don't like the fact that these people are, they set the bar so high that they can't appreciate how great we are right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, J.D., I, I made this comparison on the show yesterday. Obviously, the Giants, uh, you know, went out and got shut out opening day. Yeah. And everybody says, well, they stink. They're not going to score. You know, they're not going to hit eight homers like the Dodgers did opening day for three months. And that may be true, but I was like, are we really going to do this after one game? Remember what happened Kevin Durant's first game? Yeah. They lost, got by, blown out. they lost by 30. And then what I'm getting at is I, I did some research back in 2000. Uh, the Warriors opened up with the Phoenix Suns. And Vinny Del Negro hit a buzzer beater from like 30 feet to beat the Suns opening night at Oracle. They went 17 and 65 <laughs> that year. So, you know, you, you got to appreciate the good. Let's go to Tish and Hercules before we get to Tim Bontemps. Hey, Tish. Hi. I'm not as old school as the last caller because I've only been here since the 90s, but I remember when we used to buy tickets at Chevron for the employee group and charge seven fifty a ticket and still nobody wanted them. And so, you know, the front fan needs to get a grip. The other thing I want to say is, what the gentleman who said, oh, I don't think Katie's personality fits in, what is he talking about? We don't have Katie here for personality. And honestly, J.D. is always cheerful. But Shiny, I listen to you every day. Some days you're kind of crabby, but I love that about you. Who says you have to have a nice, cheery personality every second? You've got to be interesting. And KD is interesting, and he wins. So what are these fans talking about? It's driving me crazy. So I had to call in. Thanks, Tish. Appreciate it. No, I look. I agree. Like Durant's a little different. He's he's a little different. He's a little off. I don't. Think, I don't even necessarily. It's not in a. I mean, it's not in a bad way. I mean. He's just a little different. He's sensitive. He's, you know, I'm fifth. I'm in my fifties, so he's in his thirties. He's, he's a younger. He's younger, and they're a little different. It's, but I think. He, listen, I think Kevin Durant is a good person. That I do no believe. Tim Bontemps of ESPN joins us next here uh, on ninety-five-seven. The game. Hey, Tim, how you doing, buddy? Doing well, guys. How are you? We're doing very well. Uh, Give us your read, and, and I know you've been you've been covering other teams this year. Last year, you were predominantly covering the Warriors, but but from a little bit more of an outsider p- position on the Warriors. You know, the one thing you always went to last year was, well, they're bored, they're bored, they're bored. Uh, is it just more of the same this year, as far as your read on them from from maybe a little bit more of an outsider perspective? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think a lot of this is boredom. I also think a lot of it is just that this team 
is, is not as good and not as deep as it's been in the past. And, you know, I think that's mostly just because of, of age, right? You know, Draymond Green is not the same player he was two years ago. You could argue Steph Curry's not quite the same player he was two years ago. You know, you kind of go down the list, right? Most of these guys have taken slight steps backwards. And, you know, guys like Sean Livingston aren't nearly as good, right? Andre Godal is two years older. Um, you know, and frankly, the, the Warriors, I, I think you could say, have not done the best job of developing young players to kind of fill in behind them, right? I mean, really, other than Kavon Looney, you look at their roster, and there's not a ton of uh, young guys that have really stepped up into big roles for them. So, you know, look, I, that all sounds a lot worse than the situation really is, right? I mean, I still think they're <laughs> favorite team in the title. Exactly. And, and, they're, and they should win it. But, you know, when you do see these signs of slippage, you know, I think it's a combination of of boredom and wear and tear from what's been a remarkable five-year run, you know, really unlike we've seen since the Celtics in the 60s. And, you know, just the amount of scrutiny and attention that they get. I mean, you combine all that together, and, you know, it's a, it's a combination. It's going to have them, you know, have nights where they, or, you know, like last night where they, you know, even, and even when they put Memphis the other day where they kind of mess around a little bit and, you know, and don't get the job done the way they should. Tim, uh, I'm still of the belief that the Houston Rockets pose uh, the biggest challenge to the Warriors, at, at least in the Western Conference. And the reason I believe that is because I think on some level, uh, the Rockets, they they think they can beat the Warriors. They and even if and they think they're better even even if they're not. There's a confidence there uh, that they know they can do it. Of the of the four teams in the Eastern Conference. And I realize none of them really have the right to have the confidence the Rockets do because the Rockets have at least pushed the Warriors. But what team do you think would go into a series against the Warriors with kind of the most, you know, arrogance or 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 confidence, if you will? I would say Milwaukee and Toronto. I think Milwaukee, over the entire Warriors one, has really played them bizarrely well, right? Like they're right. The team that ended that winning streak to start the year in uh, the 16 season. Um, they've always their length and their length and uh, their size and length has just really always given them a lot of trouble. Um, so, so I would say uh, I would say that you know Milwaukee would be, and I think Toronto's just the deepest team in the East uh, if healthy. And I think you know they they you know they beat the Warriors twice this year, even though they didn't have their full team either time. And uh, you know I, I think those teams are both you know pose really big challenges. But I I'm still the belief that any of the teams in the East pose a bigger challenge than any in the West. Uh, at any point, like I, I think that that's going to oh, be really? the hardest series. I've thought that the whole year. I, 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 the Western Conference is not on the same level that it's been in the past, and um, you know I think people no. are trying to prop it up based off past experience. I think if you just look at the talent level of these teams in the Eastern Conference, I think they're all significantly better um, than these teams in the West. And, well, well, know, yeah, I, I, I that'll mean, be the you... toughest challenge they have the whole run through. Well, we've made the we've talked about this even with you, Tim, throughout the year. I mean, if you want to say the Warriors, even though they're not maybe playing up to their capability every night, if they're the number one team, you could make a case that the next four teams are, are those Eastern teams, yeah. just overall in that's, the league. Exactly, and that I, I mean, like right, exactly. I mean, look, I I think that if you match up any of those teams in a four in a seven game series with any of those teams after Golden State, I think they would win. You know, I think, you know, I certainly think they'd beat Denver. I think they'd beat Houston. I think they'd beat Oklahoma City. You know, go down the list. Um, you know, people thought Portland could maybe make a run. Now Nurkic is out for the year, right? The Clippers and Spurs are both nice teams, but I don't think anybody looks at them as teams that can make a real run. The Thunder can't score, right? They've had their issues for the last month. Yeah. So, 
I mean, look, I'm not saying that the West is terrible or these teams stink, but I, I just think the top-level teams in the East are just on another level than any of these secondary contenders in the West are. Yeah, if we if we had a, a ranking committee, it you know where we're all you know kind of like the NCAA where we're ranking teams you know one to sixty four basically we you know Warriors one and then it would be all right well Milwaukee's two and Toronto's three and and you know maybe right. Philadelphia could, or Boston's four. Yeah, you could make an you could start making arguments with Philly and Boston right with Houston sure um, and that's probably your your four five six in some order but still like. Even if you want to think Houston's in that mix, you still have five of the next six teams, or four of the next five teams are all in the heat. Um, and I think the, the results from the season have borne out that that's the way things should be. Hey, Tim, uh, did did I see that Embiid uh, is banged up again? I wouldn't say he's banged up again. Uh, I think they're just being extra cautious with him. He's okay. not going to play tonight in Jimmy Butler's return. He's not going to play in their next two games, and then we'll see if he plays, uh, you know, when they face the Bucks on Thursday. I think if you look at what Philly's doing, I mean, they're basically locked into the three seed. They have no real chance of falling out of it or moving up, right? So, you know, the single most important thing they could do is be healthy going into the playoffs and you have a chance to give Embiid, you know, who's obviously had his injury history, uh, you know, a full week off to, to kind of rest and recover. I think that that's smart. Now, if we get to Thursday and they say, yeah, he's not going to play against the box and he might need to sit a little longer and there is some kind of lingering thing, well, yeah, maybe then there's a bit of a panic, but um, I think as long as he's ready to go, you know, by the end of the week, uh, you know, you just look at this as a, a good opportunity for them to take a break and, uh, you know, give him a chance to, to be as healthy as possible in the playoff start. Hey, Tim, I know last year you did some NCAA coverage uh, uh, when you were at the Washington Post. I want to I want to ask you, uh, you know, have you had a chance to keep an eye on the, on the tournament or at least on college basketball this season. And what I kind of want to get at is, you know, what what do you think of Zion Williamson? And, and if he is the next, let's say, big, big thing, uh, you know, of, of the lottery teams that could get the first pick, it, if he's pretty good, he could he could turn a team, turn a team around. Is he that kind of player or make a team go from 30 wins to 50? Is he that good? I don't know if there's any player that's that good. I mean, Luka Doncic is probably the best prospect that's come into the draft is LeBron, right? And and Luka couldn't do that with Dallas. Well, here, here's what I'm getting at. Here's what I'm getting at. Like, what if what if the Hawks got Zion that, Williamson? Was, well, that's who I was going to say. If there's one okay. team that could take a really big leap, it is Atlanta. Um, and that, obviously setting aside, like, say he goes to the Knicks with, you know, KD and somebody, right? Right, 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 right. That's a different circumstance. But if the Hawks, the Hawks are the team that I would love to see get Zion, and it's because you you look at that team with Trey Young, with Kevin Herter, with John Collins. You add Zion, maybe they get the sixth pick from Dallas, right, from that trade last year, the Luka trade. Yep. You add another piece there. Um, even if they don't, I think they have two other first round picks in this year's draft. I mean, they 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 would all of a sudden be the next team. Like you could look at them and say that could be the Thunder uh, at the turn of the decade, right? With Harden yeah. and Westbrook and Serge Ibaka and KD. Um, they could be that kind of team. So I think from a long-term, like, enjoyment of the league standpoint, and obviously it'd be fun, like I'm in New York for Celtics, Knicks, or Nets tonight, it'd be fun if the Knicks got Zion and finally became good again. But um, right. from, like, a, in terms of just a pure talent standpoint, if he ended up in Atlanta, you know, that would be a pretty awesome situation, I think, from a, you know, a pure talent on the court standpoint. Well, you know what, and I want—I I halfway wonder if if they were to luck into the number one pick, 
and they get they get Williamson. I wonder if that all of a sudden makes them a player one year early in free agency. It's possible. They have a ton of money, and they're going to go yeah. after meetings with guys this summer. Um, I would guess they probably would wait, right? Um, they still have some dead money on their books. I think they'd probably kind of let things roll over another year and kind of take right. and grow that a little bit longer. But, you know, look, if, say, KD decides, hey, I want to go play with, you know, the young kids in, in Atlanta, right? I mean, I'm sure Travis Frank, the uh, former assistant GM with the Warriors, who's now running the show in Atlanta, doing a great job. I'm sure Travis would be very happy to take Kevin back if uh, – he wanted to come play there, for example, or if Clay wanted to go there, you know, whatever. I mean, I don't think it's right. After, sure. You know, if one of those guys says, "Hey, we'd love to come play for you," uh, you know, I certainly think they would be they'd be open to it. Tim, great stuff as always. Enjoy the ball game tonight. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Tim Bontemps, ESPN. Always good stuff. Yeah, and you know the other thing, JD. Now Dallas can't get. Dallas cannot get the number one pick. Yeah, I'm sorry. One, it's no, one to... no, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. They can get the number one pick. It's top five protected. My point is, is like uh, with with a guy like Williamson, if Dallas gets the number one pick, and now all of a sudden, see, this is why Williamson, if he's the real deal, could really change change a team. Now all of a sudden, Dallas is going into next season with Doncic, with Porzingis, and with Williamson. I mean, you know that if Williamson's the real deal, that team's a that team is a, might be dominant in two or three years for for a long period of time. If Williamson is the real deal and he goes to Atlanta, I mean the Hawks could be an elite team in the East for a while. So. I think there's going to be a team or two that turns it around very quickly. All right, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz. We broadcast live from Friedman's Appliance Crossroads Center, 2304 Monument Boulevard in Pleasant Hill. We're out here until 1 o'clock. Stop by and say hi. Now back to Warriors This Week, live from Friedman's Appliance in Pleasant Hill on 95.7 The Game. All right, out here in Pleasant Hill for another hour, an hour plus. Getting a lot of listeners stopping by saying hi. We definitely appreciate that. You could do that if you're out uh, in the area or if you're headed to the area. Come on out. Got the grills lined up. Steiny's enjoying a little bite right now. Give me another minute. I, I need to stretch this out a little bit and talk to allow Steiny to chew and digest. All right. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun out here. Beautiful day shaping up. You're a little chilly, but. That's just because we're in the shade, but it's beautiful out. Um, one thing Bontem said that, you know, I, I want to kind of talk to you about. And he basically said, or I kind of said, when I said Houston, I still think. He thinks. Let me ask you. Here's let me let me do it better. If the Warriors didn't exist, who would be the favorite to win the NBA title? Milwaukee. See, I think it would be Houston or Toronto or Houston. See, I see. I think it would be Houston. Yeah. Uh, and and I like that's the way I'm looking at who would give the Warriors. Like, who would you bet on? They're still missing something for me. Houston. Uh, yeah. They're still missing something for me. I think that's a good one to throw out. If the Warriors didn't exist, or they're just not who. 
because it's a different way. It's a different twist on well, who's going to be the biggest challenge for the Warriors? Um, I, I, I kind of I would, and I would if I had a bet, I would bet on Houston. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just yeah. not sure they'd be. They'd be. The other thing is they'd have more experience than well. So you got to throw Toronto out because. To me, you know, they got Kawhi, they got Green, and they got Gasol. Yeah, this ain't your same Raptors. Right, exactly. But I do think the the Rockets would have a significant edge in experience over the other three uh, Eastern Conference teams, even though I know that neither the Rockets nor the Celtics, for example, have gone to the finals. Like, the Rockets, even though they've never gone to the finals— like, their experience is like finals experience against all the Eastern teams that haven't gone to the finals, other than, Cle- you know, not disregarding Cleveland. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz. Does Houston beat Hill. Cleveland last year? If Houston yes. beats the Warriors? Yes. But last year's Houston team was better than this year's Houston team. Yes, it is. And they were they were playing at a higher level. They well, were more connected as a group. Well, and the war—you could say the Warriors were playing better last year than they're playing this year. Yeah, although I think this Warriors team is more talented than last year's Warriors team. I think the well, and I think the Rockets. And can I don't get think, the, and I don't think the Rockets are as as good. But I, like, but I think I, they're or cap- have as much talent. But I think they—they might not. But I think they're capable of playing better because Harden so individually controls a game. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I just I'm not sure. I, there's they're missing something to me. The Rockets. Did We're, you feel that they, last they can, year? Yeah, I thought they couldn't beat the Warriors, but they impressed. Me. I mean, they they impressed me more than because you you know how I was on the Rockets last year. We we talked about yeah. it a lot. I, I said, well, you know, they can win a game. Maybe they're going to have to prove to me that they can win more than a game, right? In the series, and right. they did. They won three games, and they had the Warriors on the ropes, and they may have won the series if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt. Right. But they had to prove that to me, uh, and I—they're almost going to have to prove it to me again. In a like way. in a, a crate, yeah. See, I, I give them—I give them a game and a half, two games. See, I. I so it doesn't matter that well, they won three out of four but, this year. But here's no, it really you know doesn't. hard now. One yeah, because the the Warriors went in there the one game without Durant. Right. Okay. No, everybody I, was out, and I, I don't know. It just there was still a, there was a level in that game that the Warriors got to even without Durant, where I thought, you know what, the Warriors are going to do enough. They're going to do enough, and the Rockets may win one of the first two at Oracle. Let's say if they play, but then the Warriors are going to go win in Houston, and then it's going to be two to two. At worst, coming back to Oracle, and you know the Warriors are going to be in control and do what they need to do. I I don't know, I don't know. I mean i I just think the Rockets they still have the best chance because of everything they've gone through with the Warriors before. It, it you know. I Maybe will say this. To... Usually, I, I will say this to their credit. Like, why couldn't they be the Detroit Pistons of the '80s, where they knock and knock and I, knock I and think they get over? I just don't think they're better. Like, I think better than Pistons, the Warriors are better. I think those Pistons teams were getting better. Gotcha. At every year, you know what I mean? They weren't. Yeah, yes, Boston went down, right. and the Bulls. Right. You know, the Bulls. Bulls eventually got them, but uh, to me, it was a matter of they. The Pistons teams were on the on the rise, right? Yeah, no, no, you're right about that. I just think, 
the way I look at it is Harden's playing at a at a different level. So if Harden plays at a different, you know, it's kind of like Curry's season where he was the MVP unanimously. I mean, there's a, there's a point when you're playing like he's never going to have a season like that again. That was that was when he was at his absolute peak. If Harden's at that this year, it's possible. It's possible. That's all I'm saying. Well, let's get to some calls here at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, as the people really want to talk today. Uh, Chernall in Hayward. Chernall, you're on 95.7 The Game. Uh, hi. Hey, Steiny. How's it going? Hey, uh, going well, man. JD. Uh, What's happening? Yeah, I just... I just wanted to talk about and just I just wanted to call. I was listening to the last segment and it got me a little mad, so I had to call in. I just wanted to thank. Uh, I just want to take time and thank Kevin Durant because if it wasn't for KD, I feel like we would be known as uh, as fluke championships who blew a three-one team because people forget that first year when we won the championship, we went through every team that was hurt. And then the following year after, we blew the 3-1 lead. So if it wasn't for Kevin Durant coming here, we would always be known as fluke championship team that blew a 3-1 lead. So that, that that's why I wanted to call and, and you know, try to set the listeners straight that uh, for all the people that don't want KD to leave uh, out here, I feel like if KD were to leave... Uh, Right now, I'm, I'm like 28 years old, and uh, back in the days, I, I, I know how it was when we had Jameson, when we had Arenas, when we had Jay Rich, Boykin, Dunleavy, Murphy. I remember those days. Those were bad days, and I feel like if KD were to leave, we'd probably go back to those days. So that's why I had to call and, you know, set them straight. <laughs> Thanks, Renal. We appreciate it. Hey, there's something to what he's saying there. There's there's a lot to what he's if saying. If they don't get a lot, if they don't get Kevin Durant, and they're left with the taste of not winning it in 16 after blowing the three one lead, and then they don't win another one, yeah, that that would be fuel to those that believe oh, that their first goodness. title was a little fluky, That's... and people did believe that their first title was a little fluky yeah. outside of the Bay Area. Yeah, and I want I want to make this clear. I'm not saying that I would have felt this way, or but Chernell yeah. is absolutely right. It, this I don't be, agree this, with it, but but people would correct, absolutely be correct. saying it. And let me tell you something: it would be hell for Warrior fans. It really would, because you go back to that first year when they missed all the point guards. All right. And they won it. Oh, and they got to the finals, and there's no Kyrie, and there's no Kevin Love. Uh, people forget, after the Warriors won it that year, there were people not giving them credit. Oh, I would, they were lucky. They were lucky. Well, they that, were lucky. And that's why they the Warriors lucky. came out so hell-bent Thank on you. putting it on everybody the next that's year. That's right. And so the they come out seventy three and nine, twenty four and zero. Right. So now they go seventy three and nine, and now they're going into the postseason, and they're do- you know they're the, the overwhelming favorites, and they lose, and Durant doesn't come, and then maybe the next year they just they lose in the Western Conference Finals. We're looking at that team as one of the the greatest missed opportunities in sports, probably. And not only that, 
you're not you don't only ha- you don't just have the pain of not winning it you have the humiliation of all the other fans who say oh yeah by the way that title that one title you did win that was bogus anyway so it's like the opposite of a dynasty really yeah absolutely so uh, real great point Chernal. great point Charles in Castro Valley is next. Hey, Charles, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, how you guys doing? What's uh, up, man? Doing well. Right on. I, I just wanted to make the point uh, real quick uh, to what Tim Bonten said about the Eastern Conference. I, I do think, honestly, that the best young stars in the NBA are in the Eastern Conference. But if you really look at the rest of that conference, there, there, there is still teams under 500 making the playoffs. They, they, don't, they play an easier schedule. You throw Denver, Houston, the, the secondary team. He didn't even mention Utah. You throw Utah, some of these teams in the Eastern Conference. You're, Milwaukee's not winning 56 games. Milwaukee gets to play a New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets, Orlando, Atlanta Hawks Eastern Conference trip. Now, yeah, hey, hey, hey. That's when, a good point. That's well, a good point, Charles. No. The, you, the, the East from about six down stinks. Lay off those Hawks, though. Lay off those oh, Hawks. Oh, those are my Hawks. All right, all right. We'll, no, no, no. It's a great point. We'll leave. Yeah, go ahead. Don't we lose him? Yeah, Charles is gone. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know how. But well, I didn't mean. Gone. Uh, that's a great point. I agree with him. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, let me ask you: If Utah were in the East, is it possible they could be the number one seed? Yeah, it's possible. It is possible. I think. But I, here's what I like: I like the eye test. As I channel my inner guru. Well, he's right. But Milwaukee and Toronto and and Boston and Philly, those four teams in particular, are as good as any team that's not the Warriors in the Western Conference. Like I think those teams, those teams withstand the eye test. Like I don't think Milwaukee has the record they have because they play the Knicks and the Cavs and all those teams that stink. Chicago. Well, let's do it the other way. Drop Milwaukee into the okay. Western. Would conference. they have as many wins as they do? Maybe not, but right. I, but I still think they are as good or better. Like they're like Milwaukee's better than Oklahoma City tricking games. You they know, are. every other night. They you are. Know, they're, you know, so let's not and, and here's let's the not thing. act like Oklahoma City is this great team. True. That plays in the, part of the reason the West isn't as good is because those middle teams aren't as good. For, for example, Milwaukee's Oklahoma better. Milwaukee's been better than Houston this year, but you know, in the playoff, in the playoffs, I think it's a pick'em. I think it's a pick'em. I think, but I think I Milwaukee could beat them. Yeah, they could. Milwaukee just beat them. They could, and and Houston could beat Milwaukee. You know, that could be game one of the finals. And Milwaukee up one zero. Could be. I doubt it. Matt in Oakland. Not Matt Steinmetz, right? No, I'm in Pleasant up, Valley, Pleasant Hill. What's up, Steiny? What's up, JD, man? You know what? I got a couple of things. You know, I'm getting tired of people saying, well, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, look. <laughs> and the depth. He that was JD. It. He gave out. His yeah, you said it. Out, man. He couldn't make it. All right? Next off, hey, if we got KD, I love KD, but we still have two of the best shooters one of the top defensive players in the league, and a lot of fill-in players. Man, they had a chance against anybody. Man, I'm not discounting these Warriors, man. And that's pretty much all I really got to say. I wanted to hey, hey, hey. I'm a, I'm a... No, 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 I want you to keep going, and here's why. 
What are they? I mean, outside of Draymond, Curry, and Clay, come on, man. Who do they have? Man, like I, I mean, like you really need, need fill-in players now. Now you, you have they're fill, they're filling. How many they're fill- you need? I think everybody is is spoiled rotten when you say, "Oh, well, you got to have five or six stars." You got no, you, three stars. The big three. You remember Boston? The big three, man. That's <laughs> yeah, but 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 they also had Dennis Johnson, who was a Hall of Famer. They had Danny Ainge, who was really good. They had Walton coming off the bench. They had Scott Wedman, who could shoot the ball. Those subs are better than the Warriors' subs right now. The Warriors' subs are not good enough. They need to get better. If Ke- if Kevin Durant leaves, the Warriors better get reinforcements. They have to. They're not good enough. Thanks, Matt. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1, KGMZ San Francisco, a radio.com sports station. I'm not saying Curry, Clay, and Draymond aren't good enough. They're fine. They're they're damn good enough. I'm talking about you're going to need players in here to supplement them because the players who are there now aren't good enough. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We broadcast live from Friedman's Appliance, the Crossroads Center in Pleasant Hill, 2304 Monument Boulevard to be exact. As we are out here for another hour, we got Joe Fartenbaugh out here. We got Dan Dibley out here as well. The red tag sale. Stop by, grab a bite to eat. Got the grills set up. It's just uh, it's tremendous out here. Great. The store inside is phenomenal. It's a beautiful day. Come yeah. on out. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, great prices in there, too, on some of these items. I'm learning a lot about appliances. You going home with a fridge? No. You might be. You might be. I have my eye on that uh, standalone bar. Yeah. That's that's what I got my eye on. All right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, let's see. We just did, Matt. Let's go to Keith. Keith in San Mateo is up next here on Warriors This Week. Hey, Keith. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.